Hey everyone, welcome to episode 203. Hi, hi Omar, long time no see. Yeah. Episode 203 of the All Dolphins podcast for this beautiful, maybe Friday, January 19th, 2024. Today we are going to be talking about the divisional round of the playoffs as it relates and as pertains to lessons that can be learned by the Miami Dolphins, what it means for the Dolphins, past, present, and future. Check it out. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because I got some I got some thoughts here, and I'm sure Omar's gonna agree with everything I say. And we won't engage in any lively. I'm kidding. We're gonna have a as we always do. Um, there are only eight teams that remain in the playoff equation. The Dolphins were one of the twelve, but obviously they pooped the bed against the Kansas. I'm fourteen. Team. Come on, Omar. Fourteen. Fourteen. I'm sorry. Twelve played. My apologies. My apologies. Um. They pooped the bet against the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, they moved. They didn't move forward in the playoffs. But right now, there are eight teams that are going to be playing for the right to play in their AFC and NFC division championship. Uh, we've got the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers. That's the number one seeds. Omar, Omar yes. are we bypassing the history lesson here? Oh, I'm sorry. My bad, my bad, my bad. You can't do that for those who like it. And if... Again, if we get a bunch of comments saying stop it with the history lessons and none saying we do like it, continue, then we'll stop it. But for the time being, we're still on the plus side. So episode 203, so it's going to be the 2003 season. This was after the Dolphins had failed to make the playoffs in 2002 at 9-7. and seven. In 2003, they actually they improved their record. They were 10-6. and six. Ricky Williams had another really good year with 1,300 and something yards rushing, but he was overused. And the Dolphins wound up 10 and 6, and they were one of those unfortunate teams to not make the playoffs despite a 10 and 6 record. It also happened in 2020, if you recall. Ryan Flores, the second year, the Dolphins finished 10 and 6, didn't make the playoffs. And if you think that sucks, there also have been, I believe it's two instances in the NFL where a team finished 11 and 5 and didn't make the playoffs, including what teams? So including the 2008 New England Patriots, who lost to the Dolphins for the oh, AFC's man. title in a tiebreaker. Patriots, if you forgot that, Patriots still wound up going 11-5 and five with Matt Castle, at quarterback, because Brady blew out an ACL in the opener, except the Dolphins won. I don't recall if it was division record or conference record, but Dolphins had the tiebreaker, and the Patriots lost out on a wildcard tiebreaker and were left out. So it's, it's happened in 2003, the Dolphins who had a good year. The crushing loss was a Monday night loss against the Eagles that I believe knocked them out of the playoffs. And then they wound up 10 and six. I can't think of anything else that really jumps out. I know Adewale Ogunleye had a really, really big year as a pass rusher opposite Jason Taylor. They had a great set of bookends. Ricky Williams was a star offensively, but, and again, it's tough to call it like a season of failure when you go 10 and six, but they didn't make the playoffs. Man, well, you know what stands out to me about that season? Other than it was Ricky Williams' last until, you know, he came back from his hot weed-smoking hiatus. Um, it's that Jay Fiedler had a 72.4 passer rating. In today's game of the NFL, a 72.4 passer rating is Josh Rosen caliber bad. And that was a winning quarterback. Yes. Why? Interesting. You should you should say that. Are you perhaps referring to the analysis piece I wrote for AllDolphins.com on Thursday, where I point out that Jay Fiedler had a brilliant winning percentage as a starting quarterback in his first four seasons with the Dolphins, 
who still felt the need to upgrade at the position because he wasn't quite good enough. Mm-hmm. And they upgraded it with Brian Greasy. Woohoo! Brian Greasy was a backup. Fiedler was still the starting quarterback in 2003. They wound up 10 and 6. Brian Greasy did start uh, a game. I believe that was a season that they had a game against the San Diego Chargers moved to Arizona because of wildfires. Got switched on Monday night in Arizona. Brian Greasy was a starting quarterback. Or maybe it was always – I'm not sure. And the Dolphins wound up winning that game pretty handily. Um, but now the Dolphins – we mentioned the division around the playoffs. Dolphins haven't been in that round since 2000, of course, when they beat the Colts. That's the last time they won a playoff game. And they're not there this year. And we can look at those teams, and there are Dolphin angles and lessons to be learned. The, go ahead. The first. I'll go ahead. The, the first game on Saturday is Houston at Baltimore. And if we're talking Houston – we have got to discuss. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. Do we really have to discuss CJ Stroud and how amazing no, he no, is? No, 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 I'm not talking or, about CJ. You talking Stroud about the Laramie Tunsil trade? Sure, I'm not talking about CJ Stroud and how the how the Texans, who are very, very young, who clearly have a hell of a coach in D'Amico Ryan's, who have a complete baller in CJ Stroud, are going to be an issue in the AFC for a bit now. Uh, no, but we need to talk about Laramie Tunsil and the irony that he's making the playoffs or sorry, getting a playoff win before the Dolphins are after that trade that produced so much. So yeah. I guess my question to you, Omar, mm-hmm. in retrospect, is there any part of you whatsoever that regrets the deal? Uh, no, because you've got younger, cheaper players. Um, are they the same caliber as Laramie Tunsil? No, but uh, at that time, that was where you were as a franchise. What I, what I really don't like or feel uncomfortable with is the fact that the Houston Texans were bad for two years and then became a playoff team. But really, it takes a quarterback to elevate you there. Um, unfortunately for Miami, uh, the, the process has taken a little bit longer. I We watched joint practices with the Houston Texans and the Miami Dolphins. They were a very comparable team. Um, and there, and I will make the argument, CJ Stroud, obviously he made some drastic improvements as a rookie because he wasn't that impressive during that training camp. Now, clearly he was still learning the offense and they're still trying to find their footing in as a team, but, um, he's certainly not the quarterback that I saw in that joint practice at the end of the season. And, and hopefully you get that kind of development. The one thing that I did like about watching their game, them beating the, uh, Cleveland Browns is. Um, they're using a lot of play action and a lot of movement plays. And I think that that benefits him suits his skill set that, but that's not every quarterback. And the challenge with that is eventually teams will catch up to it. Now, clearly he's in the playoffs and all it takes is one win and, 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 and he advances and he's going to be facing a, a team that might be a little bit rusty, but there's still a powerhouse in terms of the Baltimore Ravens. Um, we saw them up close and personal and, I will not argue with you if you said that Miami Dolphins are a finesse team when compared to the Baltimore Ravens, because that that certainly fits. Um, but will rust be a factor for them? And can Lamar win the big game? And that's what we've been saying about certain quarterbacks to, who shall be remain nameless. Um, but I'm not, Lamar- not- Whoa, hold on. No, the question with Lamar is can he win in the playoffs because he's won big games or did we forget the game at San Francisco and then the the smackdown of the Dolphins? Yes. 
can he win in the playoffs? Soon will we'll, soon that will be the narrative for Tua as well, just like it's the narrative for Dak. You you eventually graduate to oh, can he win big games? To oh, can he win big games in the playoffs? Um, well, we're so, still on step one with Tua. If we're going to be honest about it, are we not? Okay. Well okay. played, sir. Well played. And and by the way, I'm going to bring this up a few times during this episode. Um, because I am sure you will agree, Omar, that a measure of quarterback success along with one, one loss record. Yes, I mentioned it. However, it's not end all be all like, like some people, and it's not always the first. But it is a stat that we do keep to. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate you for okay. acknowledging okay. that. For whatever reason. Anyway, one of those would be performance in clutch situations. And as part of an analysis piece I did on Tua on alldolphins.com on Thursday, I examined and went down career passer ratings for quarterbacks in the four last four minutes of games when trailing. And much to my surprise, I've been I've maintained all along that Lamar Jackson's passing is obnoxiously uh what's the word I'm looking for? Sit Downplayed, down. ridiculed, and all that. It's obno- it's really obnoxious, is the only way to put it. Uh and I won't mention names, but they if you're out there, you know who you are. Um and guess what? Of all the quarterbacks I looked at, and I looked at pretty much all the name, the big names, Lamar Jackson easily has the best. Pat career passer rating when trailing with less than four minutes left, it's over 118. Think about that for a second. Um, and for the record, this is where part of my argument for the Dolphins keeping their op- option opens until Tua reaches the next level. Part of that issue is that Tua's numbers in those situations are not good as career passer rating is 68. And this is where Omar on yesterday's podcast says, I think, I think brought up Brock Purdy as, as a system quarterback. And I said, mm, well, guess what? Brock Purdy's career rate, even though it's a very small sample, but his career passer rating in those situations is 52. So maybe there's something to it. I don't know. Maybe. Um, I, I, I don't, I'm not buying the, the, the rust factor. I'd be shocked if the, if the Ravens, don't easily handle the Texans, even though I think the Texans, because they're young, because they have a good coach, because they have a quarterback who's a baller. And it wasn't just a playoff game against Cleveland. He played great in the game against Indy to get into the playoffs. Um, I think they're going to be a problem for a while. And Laramie Tunsil, to answer my own question, yeah, again, the package that they got for him, it's easy to play the results now. It's ironic that Tunsil wins a playoff game and good for him. He's a good dude. Um, I like Laramie, but Again, and even Chris Greer said it at the time that, yeah, the Dolphins 2019 rebuilding thing, tanking, whatever you want to call it, was dumping a lot of veterans who were toward the end of their career for draft picks, wherever they were, Ryan Tannehill, Robert Quinn, and there were several others. I don't remember, but I don't think Laramie Tunsil was part of the plan because he was still fairly young at the time, except that according to Chris Greer, the Texans kept coming back to him with better and better offers to the point where Again, you got two twos for an offensive tackle, two ones for an offensive tackle, among other things. Worked out pretty well for the Houston Texans. And here Miami is paying a high-priced player, Teron Armstead, who can't have that same level of stability um, and execution at this point. Hey, um, you make your bed, you lay in it. And I don't have a problem with the Tunsil trade. I, I just, you know, two twos, I'm sorry. And I'll be real honest and transparent there probably isn't many aren't many people in the nfl that i would trade two first round picks for so 
Um, so I would take the offer for Miami as well. Correct. And and the thing is, is we mentioned like the Texans were able to get back there. First of all, it took them four years. And number two is they benefited greatly from being able to trade Deshaun Watson and finding a partner, a trading partner that would give them a whole bunch of draft picks. And it's that allowed them to land not only CJ Stroud with a number two overall pick and then Will Anderson with the third overall pick. Um, so they got, they nailed the QB and they, they got some other picks and they've, they've also like built up some, some talent through the years. And the, that, that Deshaun Watson trade obviously worked out very well for them. That's a, that's a good balance. And you got to build the, what I like about both teams is they both are regenerating teams in terms of, even though the Ravens are an established team, they're still morphing into a more, a younger team. Now there are exceptions to that. Like for instance, Dalvin cook who replaces Melvin Gordon um, in, in that, in that backfield. Uh, are, are you curious to see what Dalvin cook has now that he's actually playing with a team that actually has a quarterback? I am, but I'm more curious about what's his role going to be. Is he going to be the third guy behind Gus Edwards and justice Hill? I don't think he, I'm not sure he takes snaps away from them. It's if they need the third guy more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I don't know how much he has left because we didn't see that much with against the Jets. So it'll be interesting to see how that process plays out uh, moving forward. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's move on to the next game, the next Saturday game, which is the San Francisco 49ers are going to host the Green Bay Packers. Um, everybody who's followed me for a while, they know I love the 49ers style. I, they, I love their, their smash mouth mentality. Um, definitely think that they've taken the next step with uh, adding Christian McCaffrey. And now we will see whether or not they're Super Bowl contenders because they've always been at the doorstep. Um, they just haven't necessarily won that game or gotten into the to, to the final round. Um, but now they got to dethrone a Packers team, which is led by Brian Flores' Jordan Love. Uh, I say he's Brian Flores' Jordan Love because those who know, they know that Brian Flores was kind of infatuated with Jordan Love and preferred him over Tua Tonga-Vailoa. And at first it was laughable. Uh, but right now with Jordan Love having the Packers at, uh, you know, at, at the doorstep of advancing to the NFC championship game, uh, I think he's getting the last laugh. Yeah. Well, and uh, yeah, he could do a victory lap. And, and here's the thing. It wasn't just a victory lap. Really? Over that one so far over that one, he, he got to play dude. He got a playoff win, and in his first season getting action, see how the way he ended the, the season, and it wasn't just a playoff game against Dallas where he smoked the Cowboys, uh, the same Cowboys team who played in Miami, mind you, where the Dolphins scored 22 points. That's the win Miami's got. Sorry? That's the best win Miami's got on their resume from 2023. I correct, but that's the same. So, so Dallas at Miami, the Dolphins scored 22 in Dallas, Green Bay scored 48, and it wasn't just that game. Jordan Love, now you go back to the last nine games. I've said this before, 21 touchdowns, one pick. That's some pretty good stuff. And if you saw some of those plays against the Cowboys on Sunday, 
Yeah, there were a lot of defensive breakdowns. There were also a couple of passes where he's got guys zoning in on him. He's about to get completely obliterated, hangs in there, and then throws a ball like on the money. The dude was like, wow. Um, so would you prefer Jordan Love over Tua Tungvaloa? Don't do me like that. Back to Tua right, If right now we had the, the, I had the opportunity to make a trade? Yeah. You know what I'm gonna say? It's always about the arm strength with you. It's not about the. It's about not about the all. Just all about the arm strength. It's about all. It's about the ability to make plays when everything is not ideal. Uh, okay, and you can take two over him if you want. That's fine. Uh, I will. Okay, and in the San Francisco case, I'm having the borderline slam dunk to get into into this to get to the Super Bowl because I think their overall talent is just superior. I I said, like I yeah. said already, I don't think Brock Purdy is, is as good a quarterback as his numbers might suggest. I think, I think he benefits from having an, an insanely stacked team. Best, one of the best, maybe the best left tackle in the NFL, best or second best tight end in the NFL, Take top it. five all-purpose offensive player with Debo Samuel, best or second best running back in Christian McCaffrey. That, that's us on offense, and their defense is completely stacked on top of it. Um, and and I, there's no there's no team in that conference. Did, that you that say, did you say? Did you include Trent Williams? Did I miss that? Yeah, okay. I said the best or best or at least top three left tackles in the NFL. I mean that team's that team's a joke. It's completely stacked. Um, I don't, there's and there's nobody. Detroit Detroit's good, but I think I think at some point Jared Goff, even though, I mean, props to him for coming up big at the end of the of the Lions game, but I, I don't know that he can elevate the Lions over the, over the 49ers and make up for that gap in ability. Maybe once we get to the Super Bowl, whether it's Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen, now we got a different a different story. But I I, I don't see anybody getting getting them. You know what I found interesting about um, Sunday's 3 p.m. game, which is going to be the Detroit Lions hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Both of those quarterbacks are pretty much entering contract seasons. Jared Goff, he's entering the final year of his contract. I believe he's making set to make $23 million. Um, we know generally teams take care of quarterbacks who are entering the final year of the contract. And then Johnny Manziel, he took a one-year deal gambling on himself with Tampa Bay. You I say Johnny Manziel. What I always say Johnny Manziel. Baker oh. Mayfield. I always say Johnny Manziel. I don't know why I always yeah. correlate them together. Um, Baker Mayfield. I think that Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff's new deal will set the market for Tua Tungvaloa. And I'm, I'm not of the opinion that Tua is going to get this $50 million deal or contract. I mean, the way that Chris Greer scoffed at Adam Beasley's questions and Mike McDaniel even joked that Adam Beasley's, what is he at? Is he, is he Tua's agent when he mentioned $50 million, which is what Tua's peers are getting. Um, that, was more, that was more like, like how, how dare you ask us what kind of money we're going to give him? I, I think that was more about that. But go ahead. Uh, I, I think I think they both scoffed at that price, um, as as would most people who have eyes and, and logic. Uh, I think two is a good quarterback. I think two is a quarterback worthy of an extension. Would I pay him fifty million dollars a year? Absolutely not. He has not proven that because he's not in that elite category of quarterbacks. But neither are Jared Goff and uh, Johnny Manziel. Yeah, I'm about to say Johnny Manziel. I always say Johnny Manziel. It's like a it's like a, a brain fart that I have. Uh, Baker Mayfield. 
Now, the question is, whose defense is going to step up in that game? You got Todd, two former Dolphins interim head coaches going against yeah. one another. And I don't think people people downplay that. Um, you got Todd Bowles, who replaced Joe Philbin. And then you have, no, actually. Tony Sperano. Todd Bowles replaced Tony Sperano. And then you've got Dan Campbell, who replaced Joe Philbin. Mm-hmm. Which coach are you riding with? Not the roster, but the coach. You've seen them both up close and personal. Who has a better? Who is a better coach in your opinion? I think Dan Campbell is a better coach. Um, because his team, it, and it may be like, it may be rara BS, but his team is going to come to play, and I mean every single solitary day. Um, and and even though at times you can question some of the game management decisions, uh, yeah, I, I think and and the fact that it's in Detroit, yeah, crowd's going to be jacked. I think Detroit's got a better overall roster. I have a hard time, and this is one of those I'm not going to. By the way, on one of the comments, somebody like took issue with the fact that that somebody asked us in the live chat if I was rooting for Casey of Buffalo, and I said the Bills, and then somebody got all all in their feelings about it. Sorry, it's a game that's got nothing to do with the Dolphins. Uh, sorry, sorry if that offends you. Yeah, yeah. I, um, in this I case, the Bills. I want to see the Bills win it as well. I, yeah. I do. And in I, this I, case, I, I want to see the Lions. My, my 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 right now at this particular time, my dream Super Bowl would be Buffalo and Detroit. I don't think it's happening because I, I, like I said, I don't see anybody stopping the 49ers from getting into the Super Bowl. I do think Buffalo has a legitimate shot, although they keep taking hits on defense. You want to talk about injuries? Their defense, their defense is starting to look like what the Dolphins' defense looks like with all the hits. They took, like, Terrell Barn Bernard, who's a really good linebacker, got hurt. Uh, one of their DBs got hurt again. I mean, they just keep taking hits. Anyway, I, I do think the Lions are a solid pick there. And Jared Goff is interesting. He's another guy. And if we're talking about the whole thing, part of my the premise of my column Sorry, my analysis piece on Dolphins.com about Tua and what the Dolphins should or should not do regarding his contract this offseason was that there have been other quarterbacks who have had success statistically and one loss record that teams have moved on from. And Jared Goff is a prime example of that because Sean McVay was looking at his team. Oh, we got a really good team here. Jared Goff's done some good stuff. We need better. Boom, trade for Matthew Stafford. They win the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, I, I don't think the 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 Lions are are you know they didn't get chopped you know uh, what's the saying uh, chopped liver they got they got Jared Goff and it took him a little while to develop but yeah. right now he's playing clutch he's playing like he's a quarterback who's led teams to playoff victories before and it'll be interesting to see what happens I mean so so has uh, Baker Mayfield he's led his team to playoff victories before with the Cleveland Browns so. That 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 battle of former Dolphins interim coaches, it's it's going to be one of the more interesting, watchable games uh, during the slate of the weekend. But then we get to Sunday. On. One last thought on Tampa Bay, Detroit. That's where I put it on Twitter. Would be cool actually if they had Jim Bates to do the uh, ceremonial coin toss. Because oh my Jim, God! Jim Bates was the interim head coach uh, in 2004 after the Dolphins fired Dave Wanstead. So, uh, and in fact, I want to say those are the three interim head coaches in Dolphin history. Jim we Bates, Todd Bowles, Dan Campbell. Unless I'm forgetting somebody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think so. No. Uh, Last game of the weekend. 
Uh, Bills versus Chiefs. This is going to be Patrick Mahomes' first road game in the NFL. Can you believe that? He has never played a road game. He's always played at home or in a neutral field. Um, I don't know if the weather is going to be a factor in this game, but I definitely know it's going to be a showdown of two elite quarterbacks in the NFL. Who you got? I know who you want to win, but who do you got? I think the Bills are going to wind up winning it, even injuries and all. Uh, it, it it just feels, and again, this is not, not great analysis. It just feels like it's their time. I mean, they've been knocking at the door. They had the Bills beat two years ago, and then 13 seconds happened. And then this year, all hope looked like it was lost at six and six. All of a sudden, they run off five in a row, wind up with a division, the number two seed. They finally get the Chiefs at home. Um, and Josh Allen said, well, by, by the way, that same stat about passer rating when trailing four minutes for those who are in the camp of, sure, Josh Allen runs the ball really well, but he's not a good passer. He's inaccurate. Well, his passer rating when trailing with less than four minutes left for his career is 98.8, which is pretty damn good. Um, and he's just – and and the thing that the one of the things that the Bills have done since they made their change at offensive coordinator – is they've allowed Josh Allen to be Josh Allen. That means, am I wrong? That means run the ball as opposed to Josh. We want to we want to protect you, save your body. I think it's a little easier to run the ball when it's win or go home as opposed to I need to play one of seventeen games this season. That 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 it's a little bit different. Oh, that's, that's I, I, think, I think you'll see Patrick Mahomes scramble a little bit more too, um, just because that's when these elite quarterbacks and and. You know, there is this infatuation now with athletic scrambling quarterbacks uh, or quarterbacks that have the ability to 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 do damage on, on with their legs. And while it's not the style of team that I would build, I could definitely see why it's it's really in vogue right now, especially in the AFC. Um, I'm of the opinion that Kansas City's defense, which you saw absolutely locked down and clamped down and injury decimated Dolphins offense. Yes, I'm going to say injury decimated. Um, yes, you are. they are, they, they look like they are elite. Um, they've got good edge players. They've got respectable safeties. Um, and that defensive line with Chris Jones anchoring it down, is very difficult to run on, which is why I'm probably going to give Kansas city the edge, especially if they can get Travis Kelsey greased up and, and going, obviously, I guess, uh, Taylor Swift is going to be in Buffalo. So, um, hopefully he's going to be uh, motivated to put on a good show for for his girlfriend because I, I didn't feel his presence that much in the Dolphins game and and really he's 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 had a relatively quiet yes. um, end of the season. His brother just retired and maybe you have to wonder if he hasn't if, made it official yet. In fact, he's in fact he said he did say hold off. Can I make the announcement myself? But yes, at all signs are that he's retiring. Yeah, he, yeah, he got pissed off because they. Uh, just like Jalen Ramsey returning from his injury, it's somebody else broke it before he before he got the chance to on his own podcast. That, that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna double down because since you like the Chiefs, I like the Bills even more. I th- and I think I think especially especially you of all people, considering how many times you've talked about Josh Allen, I think it's another game where he's he's gonna completely ball out and he's gonna be the difference in that game. He he is. They are two dynamic quarterbacks, and they play very similar styles. Um, uh, Josh has a little bit more size to him, but Patrick is just as dangerous scrambling with his legs. 
Um, I just I just like Kansas City's defense over Buffalo's defense. That that's where I, I sit in oh. this situation. Right now, without question, because the Buffalo defense, the Buffalo defense intact is really, really good, but it's there. There's a mesh unit right now. Um, and for Dolphin fans, if I'm gushing about Josh Allen, sorry if that offends you, but if you can't recognize that the dude's a complete baller, I don't know what to tell you. And guess what? Dolphins are going to have to deal with him for the next decade. For another few, correct. Uh, and is it by accident the Chiefs have won eight straight division titles in the FC West, or could it be? Since they got Patrick Mahomes, was it a coincidence that the Patriots kept winning AFC's title after AFC's title? Oh, because they had Tom Brady. So Josh Allen is a problem for the Dolphins. He's going to continue to be a problem problem for the Dolphins. And instead of like ripping him at every chance when he has games when he sprays the ball, which which yes will happen. Yes, will happen. You do, I think you do this with Josh Allen. I mean, respect. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on that note, this is where we point out that I am heading out of town this weekend to celebrate my son's 15th birthday. Little family. Yep. Little Let family. Get a driver's license. Sorry. Let them get a driver's license. No. Um, so there will not be a podcast on Saturday or Sunday. We will be back at this on Monday, which actually is actually his actual birthday is on Monday. So. Okay. Well, obviously, you know how to find our work, alldolphins.com, where you can find all the necessary material for free, no paywall. You know how to find us on every audio platform. It's All Dolphins Podcast, and we are right here on YouTube, um, our, our preferred home, since they actually pay us the most money. Um, so we thank you for watching. Thank you for listening, and we will see you on Monday. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.